Hello, welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Thursday, Lord's Day number 20. We only have one question today, question 53. But before we start this episode, please, if you have not yet listened to Monday's episode with Dr. Tom Schreiner of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, he talked about Hebrews and his commentary. And thanks to Lexham Press, we have a couple giveaways. So please listen to that podcast. Learn about Hebrews, the better sacrifice, the better lordship of Christ. And come right back to this podcast. So question answer 53. What do you believe concerning the Holy Spirit? First, that he is together with the Father and the Son, true and eternal God. Seconds, he is also given to me to make me by true faith share in Christ and all his benefits, to comfort me and to remain with me forever. So our sinuses exposition, there are three things in particular to claim our attention. These are his person, his office and gifts, or his operations. For a more complete exposition of the subject, we shall consider the following questions. And there's 11. First, what does the term spirit signify? Second, who and what is the Holy Ghost? And he uses Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit interchangeably throughout this. Third, what is his office? Fourth, what and how manifold are his gifts? Fifth, of whom and why was the Holy Ghost given? Sixth, to whom and to what extent is he given? Seventh, when and what manner is he given and received? Eighth, how may he be, may he be retained? Ninth, whether and how may he be lost? Tenth, why is he necessary? And eleventh, how may we know that he dwells in us? So the first question, what does the term spirit signify? And Ursinus says the term spirit signifies the cause which influences or moves, which is the third person of the Godhead, who works effectually in the minds and wills of men and women. He is called spirit because he's a spiritual essence, immaterial and invisible, because he's inspired of the Father and Son who immediately influences the hearts of the elects, because he himself inspires and immediately influences the hearts of the people of God, because he's God. Equal the same with the Father and Son, and God is a spirit. He is called holy because he is holy in himself and his own nature. Because he is a sanctifier, making holy the people of God. Second question, who and what is the Holy Ghost? He is the third person of the true and only Godhead, proceeding from the Father and the Son, being co-eternal, co-equal, and consubstantial with the Father and the Son. 
and is sent by both into the hearts of the faithful, that he may sanctify and fit them for eternal life. This is proven, first, from instances which record his having taken a visible form. Think of the dove in Christ's baptism. Also think of the dove in Noah's Ark. Second, that he is called God. Third, that he is a person, the author of our baptism, in whose name we are baptized, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Fourth, properties of a person are always attributed to him. And fifth, he's distinguished from the gifts of God. Too often the Spirit is just thinking, just thought of as the gift of God, but he's distinguished from that as well. He's distinct from the Father and the Son by, first, by the fact that he is called the Spirit of the Father and Son. Second, he's expressly, de expressly declared distinct from the Son. Third, he is sent, so he must be distinct from the Father and Son. And fourth, he has his own attributes. He is equal to the Father and Son by, first, his essence is communicated to him by the Father and Son. Second, the attributes of the divine essence are attributed to him. Third, the same divine works attributed to the Father and Son are ascribed to the Holy Ghost. And fourth, the scriptures ascribe equal honor to the Spirit as the Father and Son. The Spirit is consubstantial, meaning he is one and true same God with Father and Son. This is proved by, first, the Spirit of the Father and the Son proceeding from both. Second, there is but one Yahweh, the Old Testament Hebrew word for God. And third, there is but one true God. Third question, what is the office of the Holy Ghost? The office of the Holy Ghost is to produce sanctification in the people of God. It enlightens and teaches us what we know or we ought to know and correctly understand according to the promise of Christ. The Spirit regenerates us, creating new hearts and feels, affects in us, faith and repentance. He unites us to Christ to be made partakers of all his benefits. He rules us to comprehend in us all the Christian values of the first and second tables of the law, the Ten Commandments. The first four are in relation to God, the second six, so commandments five through ten, relation to our neighbor. The Holy Ghost comforts us in our dangers and afflictions. The Holy Ghost strengthens and establishes us when weak and wavering, assures us of our salvation, and preserves and continues the benefits of Christ even to the end. Fourth question, what and how manifold are the gifts of the Holy Ghost? The gifts may be referred to and comprehended under the different parts of his office already specified. These gifts comprehend the idea of sanctification and adoption, justifying faith, regeneration, prevailing prayer, love to God and our neighbor, hope, patience, constancy, and other gifts pertaining to our salvation. Fifth question, by whom and why was the Holy Ghost given? 
The reason on account of which God grants us the Holy Ghost is to be traced to his good pleasure, called into exercise for the sake of the merit and intercession of his son. Sixth question, to whom and to what extent is the Holy Ghost given? The Holy Ghost is said to be given to those who receive his gifts and acknowledge him, given differently according to his various gifts. Hence he is given unto them in such a manner that he produces in them his gifts which are unto their salvation, and that they may also be able to know from these gifts that the Spirit dwells in them. Seventh question, when and how is the Holy Ghost given and received? The ordinary way in which the Holy Ghost is given is through the ministry of the word and the use of the sacraments. And that's in the first place by manifesting himself to us through the study of the doctrine of the gospel. So to be known by us, he's received by faith. Eighth question. How may the Holy Ghost be retained? A diligent attention to the preached word. Serious meditation upon the doctrine of the gospel. And earnest desire of advancing the knowledge thereof. Constant penitence. An earnest desire of avoiding those sins which offend the conscience. Constant and earnest prayer. By use of the gifts of God, devoting them to the glory of God and salvation of our neighbor. Ninth question, whether and how the Holy Ghost may be lost. Hypocrites and reprobate sinners lose the gifts of the Holy Ghost totally and finally. Meaning the Spirit leaves them so completely that they never recover his gifts or enjoy his precious influences. It is difference for those truly regener regenerated. They will never lose them totally. Tenth question. Why the Holy Ghost is necessary. He is necessary for our salvation, without whom we cannot think, much less do anything that is good. And without whom we cannot be regenerated. Know God, obey him, or obtain the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven. And last question, 11th question. How may we know that the Holy Ghost dwells in us? We may know if the, if the Spirit of God dwells in us by his effects or gifts, which include a correct knowledge of God, regeneration, faith, peace of conscience, and the beginning of a new obedience to God. In a word, we may know whether the Holy Ghost dwells in us by our faith and repentance. If you repent, you know you have the Spirit of God. So that does it for episode 20 of Catechism Thursday, going through question answer 53. Make sure you guys tune in to this Saturday with Dr. Eamon Ibrahim. He will be speaking about his book, A Concise Guide to the Quran. You won't want to miss it. Learn more about the Quran, the Islamic faith, Muslims in general. It's a great episode to learn more about this stuff and a new book giveaway. And then next Monday, we have Dr. Vern Poitras of Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia. He's going to talk about, to us about typology. That is how we see Christ in the Old Testament. So we hope to see you guys again next week on the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. Bye. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast, where we bridge the gap to reformed theological truth. Please subscribe to us on your podcast catcher, review us, give us five stars, help others find this podcast through your review. Find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want to follow us there. Keep up with our updates and who we're interviewing next and a couple quotes that you guys might find really enriching. We hope to see you guys next week.